Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. What are you pushing along in that wheelbarrow? <clears throat> Letters to the editor <clears throat> at the Giant Book of Destiny. Letters of thanks? How lovely. I'm the editor-in-chief. Bring them here. They're, they're not letters of thanks, ma'am. Uh, these letters are from disgruntled listeners to our broadcast. Oh. Are they about CSIS Special Agent Ace Galaxy? The, the alien dinosaur? The tralala shapeshifter that left a microscopic tap shoe on Earth? Uh, nope. These letter writers have complaints about their own lives. The purpose of this broadcast is to illustrate the well-thought-out plans of destiny by highlighting the life of an individual. In this case, CSIS agent Ace Galaxy. Destiny does not answer complaints, nor does it take requests. Turn your wheelbarrow around and redirect the broadcast to Ace. Fact-checker Fran, where is he now? Uh, let's see. Oh! It looks like Ace and Yasmin are in Diggers, the renowned bar in Cairo where all the archaeologists, paleontologists, treasure hunters, and history buffs go to hang out at the end of the day. Good. They're with archaeologist Alexander Van Dyck? Everyone is in their predetermined place, beginning the discourse that's going to lead to one of the most significant discoveries ever made on Earth. Yes, ma'am. Still losing that game of dinosaur hide-and-seek, Miss Stanislavski? <laughs> Haven't found sign of tooth or claw. How about you, Alex? Any more success than usual today, finding the burial chamber that <laughs> doesn't exist? Waiter, can I have some more hot coals for my shisha, please? <laughs> more hot coals? Isn't this place sweltering enough without adding burning coals to the oven? Have you tried shisha? This one has a delightful apple flavor. Here, take a pull. No! Thank you, Alex. Huh? There's already so much smoke in here from shishas at every table, it looks like there's a carpet suspended above us. Well, you didn't answer my question. Are you still a treasureless treasure hunter? Ah. Uh, my quest is like searching for a golden grain of sand in the endless desert. What about your knitting friend here? What's he searching for? Ace? Nothing. Huh? He came to Egypt to keep me company on my search. When we were in the desert the other day, he became so captivated by the image of the sun setting behind the pyramids, he wanted to capture it in a way that would be most meaningful to him. <laughs> a knitted mural. That's ridiculous. But perhaps not more so than searching for the lost dinosaurs of Egypt underneath the endlessly shifting blankets of sand. God! This heat is unbearable! Waiter, could I have a glass of water, please? No, wait. Two. Your friend there can't order his own water. Oh, just of course he can. These are both for me. Hey, be careful. Don't you put that water down on my map. You'll smudge it. Wait, wait, wait. Could I have another glass of water, please? I'm using this map to divide the desert into quadrants, but you know I am really getting sick and tired of traipsing around out there in this bone-melting heat day after day. 
Yasmin, why have your feet relocated themselves from under the table to the top of it? Do you know how hot your feet get in desert boots? I, I hate these things. Searching for the lost dinosaurs was a stupid idea. One that makes me want to just give up paleontology altogether and join the family business. What's your family business? Unemployed acting. Ah, I'm afraid that last glass of water has smudged your map. What? Oh no! <laughs> oh, yes! Miss Stanislavski, if you crumple up your precious map and throw it over your shoulder, it won't be of much use to you on your search. I've decided my search is over. <laughs> Give me a pull of that flavored smoke. Ooh, it's... it's apples. It's actually quite lovely. <laughs> so... What about you? What made you think you could find something 4,500 years worth of experts say doesn't exist? A sarcophagus in what everyone calls the king's burial chamber in the Great Pyramid of Giza. Well, what about it? It was furnished out of a hunk of red granite so massive it had to be hollowed out right there in the chamber during the construction of the pyramid because it would have been impossible to get through the entrance once the pyramid was built. So they were thinking ahead. What's wrong with that? So they didn't even bother hollowing it out enough to hold the king's body without crunching his legs into the fetal position. Plus, no lid was ever found. Why would the pharaoh go to all the trouble of building the tallest structure in the world as a headstone only to spend eternity in a cramped sarcophagus without even a lid for some privacy? Your point... I believe what everyone calls the king's burial chamber with the ill-conceived sarcophagus is nothing but a symbolic resting place. One that doubled as a decoy for thieves. I've come to the conclusion that the idea was to lure grave robbers and pillagers into the decoy king's burial chamber with some paltry trinkets, while all the while the king and all his treasure were safely entombed in a sublime, impossible-to-locate resting spot. If the sublime resting spot is so impossible to locate, what makes you think you can find it? Ah, your friend with the dexterous fingers also has a voice. Hmm. I believe I can find it because I'm an optimist by nature. As helpful as an optimistic outlook is, it's not the secret to success. In order for success to do its business, optimism needs to be paired with know-how. Oh, I know how, all right. I'll have you know I'm not just a run-of-the-mill treasure hunter whose imagination is bigger than his determination. I am a doctor of archaeology. The tomb isn't sick, it's hidden. I have immersed myself in everything there is to know about Old, Middle, and New Kingdom Ancient Egypt. I'm an accomplished reader and writer of hieroglyphics, one of the select few archaeologists that's ever been granted special permission from the Supreme Council of Antiquities to conduct my search in the pyramid, as long as I don't cut through any walls or get in the way of the daily tours. How many mysteries have you solved? What's that got to do with anything? This isn't about reading the hieroglyphic shopping lists on temple walls or quibbling over which kingdom an artifact originated from. This is about solving a puzzle, getting into the heads of the builders, picking up the clues that were invariably left behind and interpreting them. I'm a doctor of archaeology, not a detective. You Neanderthal. You know, Alexander, Ace here may be able to help you solve the mystery of the location of that non-existent burial chamber. <laughs> Ooh, I love the way Ace's forehead shadows his eyes in this light, like a big, handsome Neanderthal. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of here and get even more hot and sweaty. No offense, Ace, Neanderthal. 
But locating a chamber time has kept hidden in the vaults for thousands of years requires a slightly more extensive skill set than choosing the correct color of wool for the next stitch. Ace used to be a member of CSIS. Solving mysteries is his specialty. One of his specialties. What the hell, CSIS? The Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Oh, was it where Canadians had intelligence? Why aren't you with intelligence anymore? We had a difference of opinion. Waiter, more coals for my shisha, please. Waiter, waiter, wait, wait. Please take these desert boots away. I won't be needing them anymore. Ace, let's get out of here. I have a new mystery for you to uncover. You know, Ace, archaeologists are as common as priceless artifacts around here. But a detective, that's a rare find. Perhaps those sleuthing skills of yours could help me find that elusive burial chamber. There, mural's done. Sorry, I can't help you, Alexander. I'm out of the detective business. Besides, Yasmin and I have more pressing matters to attend to. Ace? What are you doing with that child in your arms? I don't know. I was spreading out my arms to show you my mural when this child landed in them. Like it was my destiny to catch him. But he was obviously crawling around in the open beams up there. He must have slipped. He's lucky you caught him. Allah! Alexander, what did he say? Something about not being able to hold on to the beams because of all the smoke. Well, is he okay? Ask him if he's okay. Ask him his name. Poor little thing, he's so skinny. What's your name, street urchin? Bashir, and a mishmin warad el shawera. Okay, Bashir. Nice of you to have dropped in, but now it's time to get back outside where you belong. Alexander, where do you think you're taking that child? Waiter, bring us some kofta. Oh! And a salad. Yasmin, what about the mystery you wanted me to uncover? For some strange reason, this pathetic-looking tile just landed here in our midst. We can't just leave as if nothing happened. We have to feed him. Falling out of the beams of a ceiling. Some of these kids will go to any lengths for your sympathy. Yasmin, there are millions of tiny, skinny children out there. You can't feed all of them. Well, this one is here, and I'm going to feed him. Over here, waiter. And a mishat Ali. And a ragulamal. Alexander, what did he say? He said he's a businessman. You shouldn't feed him. He makes far more money being skinny. What do you think, Ace? Can Yasmin solve all the world's problems one plate of kufta at a time? I don't know if the world's problems can be solved with kufta. But Yasmin is right. This child didn't just land in my arms for no reason. Bashir's falling out of the sky and causing the sun I knitted to go supernova must be some sort of sign. It's time for me to get out of the mural knitting business and back to detecting, the business I was trained to do. I'm going to help you locate that burial chamber, Alexander. Bully, we start tomorrow. Are we all done here? We should all go home and get some sleep to get ready for the big day. You and me are going to make a great team, Ace. You, Ace, and uh, Bashir are going to make a great team. Bashir? I'm hiring him as your assistant. He'll be helping you out while you're working in the pyramid. Alex, ask... Bashir, if he'd like another plate of kufta. How's the delightful Yasmin filling a dance card today, Ace? Same dance she's been doing every day since she got rid of her desert boots three days ago. Luxuriating under an umbrella at the hotel with a dedicated poolside waiter at her beck and call. Today, she's got a four-hour hot stone massage scheduled in the you-want-pampering-how-much-have-you-got-to-spend spa. Ah, if hot stones were a choice of amusement, she could have joined us here. I said the same thing. But she said lying on dirty hot stones in a pyramid was the exact opposite of paying someone gobs of money to lay muddy hot stones on her back. 
Speaking of lying on hot stones, are you sure the Supreme Council of Antiquities doesn't mind that you're lying in that gigantic sarcophagus? Of course not. I'm doing research. With a pillow behind your head. There's no reason I should be uncomfortable. And a rubber duck in your hand? Well, if this thing wasn't so cramped, it would make a right proper bathtub. Do you think they'd let me fill it with water? Alexander, your teaching our young assistant here words like tour and tea has been quite helpful. Where's my clipboard? Do I look impressive standing here at the wall? I, I like to look official when the tours come through. You should put the rubber duck in your pocket. You should get up off the floor and stop knitting. It's no wonder I've never heard of Canadian intelligence. All you've done so far is stare at the sarcophagus and knit. I've never dealt with anything so hideously devious before. People who created their plans in the time before TV and the internet... Streams of time with nothing to do but give their full attention to what they were doing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say we've arrived. The one, the only, the magnificent King's Burial Chamber. This is it? We came all the way through that long, cramped tunnel to see a room containing nothing but an empty coffin. Well, of course, that was probably treasure in here at one time, but it was plundered thousands of years ago. You could have told us there was nothing in here before you took our money for the tour. You never asked. Why is that man with the largest forehead sitting on the floor knitting? Oh, never mind him. He's just some crackpot looking for a non-existent burial chamber. He may be a crackpot, but he's an unusually accomplished knitter. Go! He's the most interesting thing in here. Let's go. Tea? No, thank you, Bashir. Why don't you just play with your ball for a while? If that little bastard bounces his foam ball anywhere into my sarcophagus, I'm not going to give it back. How'd he learn the word ball anyway? Did you teach him? No, he must have figured it out himself. I cannot begin to fathom why you insist we spend our days inside this chamber. Oh, here you go, little ducky. Take a dip in the water. We could also sit around not doing anything in the empty corridor or the empty queen's chamber that's closed off to the public. At least in there, we wouldn't constantly have to put up with the charade of doing something fascinating for all the bloody tourists. Those rooms have nothing in them. This one has a clue. We just have to figure out what it means. There's nothing to figure out. I told you it's a symbolic resting place. <sighs> I'm going to take a nap. Bashir, don't forget to let me know when the next tour comes through. Bashir doesn't speak English. If you want him to do something, speak to him in Arabic. El Tayaban El Cobra Hayibla El Bata. Bashir, get away from there. What's the matter? I was just pretending to be a cobra. I would have given Sadak back. I'm a beggar, not a thief. You speak English. What do you expect? Hanging around here with nothing to do but listen to the two of you for the past three days. I don't have a TV or internet at home. My mind is an absorbing sponge. Ace, what are you doing on the floor beside that rapscallion? It's filthy down there. Alexander, have you noticed the scrapes on the floor? I'm searching for a secret passage locked behind a wall somewhere in this vast geometric wonder. Why would I waste my time looking at the bloody floor? Have a look. I'm not getting out of my tub to crawl around there like an insect. From here, it just looks like the floor got scratched when they dragged in this colossal hunk of granite in the first place. A little assistant here must have cleaned the spot on the floor while he was preparing to attack my rubber duck. Bashir, go get me a wet cloth. Hurry, it's an emergency. Uh, Mr. Alexander, you owe money, 30 pounds. Here's the wet rag, Mr. Ace. Ace, why are you cleaning the floor? 
If the dirt really bothers you, you should get a little assistant here to clean it. And you, Vagabond, you just handed Ace the shirt that was on your back. And who's Meneer? Mr. Ace asked for a wet cloth, so I couldn't just give him my shirt the way it was. I had to wet it first. Monir is one of the boys selling water outside. Thirty pounds? That's robbery. That's the price and an emergency. Oh, and fifty pounds for my shirt. Thief? No, no, no! Businessman! The floor didn't get scraped when they dragged in the colossal hunk of granite you're lying in. There's a groove worn into the floor that looks like it was created by something moving back and forth across it. Fascinating. I'm going back to sleep. Uh, Mr. Ace, why are you running your fingers along the bottom of the coffin? Bashir, there are two small holes here. My fingers are too big to penetrate them. Go find me two skinny sticks. This is the desert. Lots of sand, no sticks. Here, let me see. No, wait. Bashir, don't stick your fingers in there. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard some sort of clicking noise, but nothing happened. Nothing happened that they could see. Giant Book of Destiny here to let you know that clicking was the sound of the release of an ancient locking mechanism. Explain, fact checker Fran. It says here there's always been a radical fringe around that claimed the pyramid is too geometrically perfect to have been created by no-nothing ancient humans. The circumference of the thing equaling pi, the tip pointing to magnetic north, oh, and uh, the fact that it never fell down. Of course, everyone else realized that with human ingenuity, dedicated engineering, and an endless supply of paid and unpaid workers, anything was possible. Quite obviously, the radical fringe was correct. Just a second while I find the name of the guy that actually built the pyramids. It's Willie Hornsloff. Right! As Tralala's premier master builder, Willie Hornsloff had designed everything from private dwellings to grocery stores to the most magnificent dance halls on the planet. After being asked to design the most prestigious building the planet had ever seen for the fourth or fifth time, Willie found himself in bed with an intractable case of, is that all there is? Yeah, I've been there. The problem with being at the top of your game is, there's nowhere else to go. No matter where Willie traveled on Tralala, it was impossible for him to get inspired by something new because other master builders proved how innovative they were by copying old Willie Hornsloft designs. In order to help him get his mojo back, a visit to Earth was arranged. Civilization on Earth at that time was still so emerging, every design was being imagined for the first time. It was hoped that being there would help Willie get inspired all over again. Don't just talk about what happened, you two. Direct the broadcast to Earth just after Willie's ship has landed. Come on, Willie, let's figure out what shape to shift into and get you out there and inspired. Ugh, you go out there and tell me what you see. I just want to stay on this ship and sleep. You can't stay in bed forever, Willy. As soon as it was announced that Willy Hornschloff was going to design the new landing port for visiting dignitaries, the old landing port became hideous in comparison with what you were going to create, so it was torn down. You need to get your mojo back. Visiting dignitaries can't continue orbiting Tralala forever. All right, let's get this over with. The dominant life form out there looked just like us. Let's go. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't pretend to be humans. Even though they look like us, instead of dancing everywhere they go, they walk or run. 
It won't take long before we are pegged as aliens. And do you know what happens when they catch dancing aliens? Um, A, no. And B, I don't care. They toss them onto the dissecting table to see if they can figure out where the dead alien got his moves. We need to choose a different shape. Hey guys, I'm going out as a cat. Cats are considered sacred by the people of this land so they can wander around unmolested without worrying about being captured as food or pets. Plus, they're soft and they make a pleasant purring sound. Oh, yeah, wunderbar. Cats. We should go as cats. Willie? Willie, wake up! This is an interesting structure. I wonder where we are. Oh, a mouse! I'll be right back! Are any of these plans to your satisfaction, Pharaoh? How many times must I explain this? I don't just want another magnificent monument or 30-foot-tall statue. I want the grandest structure ever built. The grandest structure ever built on a planet that is yet to see a truly grand structure. Something that will carry my name into eternity. If none of you can come up with a plan for building it, I will find someone who can. I can design this eternity thing. Oh, wait a minute. Jenny and the rest of the crew would never let me stay here and build it because of those stupid rules about not interfering with the local culture and leaving no trace of our visit. I haven't been this inspired in years. If I go back with them, they're going to drain my creative juices into another useless landing port. I have to come up with a plan for staying here. Ah, I've got it. <clears throat> uh, Jenny? Jenny, where are you? Uh, we have to get out of here. I'm, 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 I'm not feeling well. I, I need to go back to the ship to take a, 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 a rest. do see do and swing your partner round and round. What are the odds of a ship of gray aliens landing on this planet the same day we do? And of the captain throwing a party to celebrate. And making attendance mandatory for everyone. How can I come up with a plan for the eternal structure thing with all this damn noise? Then even if I do, how can I present it to the pharaoh in the shape of a cat? Ladies in Mansachet, now swing. I mean, the pharaoh would never take me seriously as a cat. Plus, building requires hands. Alamon left in the Alamon style, circle left, circle right, then promenade home. Oh, I wish they'd stop square dancing. Oh, it must be really depressing to be as unattractive as those ugly greys and not have the ability to change shape. I mean, look at those bulbous, hairless heads on those stubby bodies, those oversized spooky eyes and those gangling, dangling arms that hang all the way down to their knees. If those are one of God's creations, God should have put a little more effort into it. Mind if I sit here? Do what you want. Would you mind not drumming your fingers on the table? It's terribly distracting. Fingers! Um, <clears throat> listen, have your people visited this planet often? Yes, quite often. Last time we were here, one of our scientists gave their king a recipe for insecticide to combat a locust invasion they were experiencing. So the people of this planet are not afraid of you? They don't dissect you? Dissect us? No, they usually invite us to tea. These greys obviously don't have any rules about staying out of the way of history or any qualms about leaving evidence of their visit behind. Shoot the star then, come on home! 
Pharaoh, can I have a second of your time? I told that gray guy that was here yesterday. I don't want any more insecticide. You gray aliens certainly are persistent. I'm not selling insecticide, your pharaohness. What are you selling, then? You ready for this? I am selling eternity. Eternity? That's right. Just give me five minutes of your time. Well, we can't talk about eternity standing out here in the doorway. Come in so we can talk somewhere more appropriate. Wow, this is a nice, comfy bed, Pharaoh. Yes, yes. Are those the plans for eternity on that rolled-up sheet of papyrus? You bet your sweet scepter they are. Let me see. What is this? I invite you to get cozy on my nice, comfy bed, and you have the gall to repay my hospitality by trying to pass off this stupid triangle as eternity. It's not a triangle, your majesty. It's a pyramid. What in Ra's name is a pyramid? Your pyramid will be so tall its tip will reach into the heavens, where it'll touch the realm of the sun god Ra during the day and the goddess Nut at night. Its construction will require over two million really heavy limestone blocks. It'll be 280 royal cubits tall and 440 royal cubits around. Apira, what do you say? Has anyone ever built one before? Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, it'll be the first of its kind. Once everything was complete, Willie had all the machines he constructed to build the pyramids dismantled and smelted back down to their original constituents. Willie Hornsloff was a recycler by nature. The last piece of unrecycled material was the release that just clicked on the ancient locking mechanism in the sarcophagus. Uh, what are we waiting for? Why aren't we redirecting the broadcast ace to see if we can figure out what the sound was? We're out of time. Wait, is he going to figure it out? Are they going to find the burial chamber? What will happen if the whole world finds out that the pyramids really were built by aliens? Are the spy organizations around the world still watching Ace's every move? Why, why don't you just check your notes? I can't find my notes. They're lost. <laughs> what are you smirking about? <gasps> you stole my notes! What's going to happen? <laughs> You'll just have to tune in next week, <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> In that episode of The Destiny of Special Agent Ace Galaxy, Gord Mayer starred as Ace Galaxy, Michelle Cote as the editor-in-chief of the Giant Book of Destiny, Person One, and Crewman, Eric Blom-Gagné as the aide, Alexander Von Dick, and the scribe, and Elise Blom-Gagné as fact-checker Fran, Bashir, and the Grey Alien, with Martin Biot as Willie Hornsloff in The Guide, William Patton as Pharaoh, Misa Basada as Yasmin Stanislavski, Lisa Kalasma Davis as Jenny in Square Dance Color, and J.C. Paquette as Person 2. Music inside the palace was Mighty and Meek by Kevin McLeod at Incomptech.com. The program was written by Misa Basada and produced by Leslie Burton and Misa Basada with theme music by Jewel Beat. It was directed by Martin Biot with audio production by Simon Bowers at Skylight Studios, Toronto. Want more Ace? Check out our website, acegalaxy.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or drop us a line at projectace1 at gmail.com. Get the new Ace Galaxy app for $1.99 in the iOS podcast box or Amazon Android app store.
Just search Ace Galaxy in the Amazon Android App Store or in the iOS App Store, search Podcast Box. Install the free Podcast Box and then search Ace Galaxy. The apps are $1.99 and a great way to support the show and get instant access to all the latest episodes plus bonus extras. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network, where you can enjoy the wonders of the imagination. And speaking of wonders, everybody wonders why the Bells in the Battery podcast is still plugging along, not only on Friday Follies, but a bunch of times on Sunday Showcase as well. Give Bells in the Battery a listen sometime, and you'll wonder how he gets away with some of that stuff. Rated G, family-friendly. Caution, occasional toxic puns. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. Together.